You are listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM and podcasted everywhere. Local music from the Twin Cities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. I am your host, Mike Rez. Bridge Sky is joining us in spirit this morning. Uh, I think she stayed up a little too late last night, but that's okay. She had fun. She was at the Ira Ford show uh, at the Hook and Ladder Theater, um, and she's spending some family time today as well. So we will catch Bridge next week. Uh, We do have a great in-studio guest today, though, this morning. We have Mary Strand. Please welcome Mary Strand to the 945 show. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good. Thanks for coming in. Um, you didn't hear the applause and the cheers from the audience. But oh, I think I, I think I did. Did yeah, you? All yeah. of St. Paul erupted uh, <laughs> for that. So uh, you're here this morning to talk about, uh, you have a debut album. Yes. That was released in June. It's called Golden Girl. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to listen to some music how we, that we always do here uh, on the show. Um, and we're going to get to know a little bit about you because it's the first time you and I have met. It's your first album out there, so not a lot of people know. First in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah they don't know who Mary Strand is, so we're going to get to know you. And okay. we're going to talk about um, how you're taking everybody but Minnesota by storm on the charts. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking off air about uh, charts because uh, that's what we do. So musicians and podcasters talk about charts. It's a fun thing to talk about. (laughs) That's right. All right. If you want to get to know the station a little bit better, just go to WFNU.org and you can find out what we are about here at Frogtown Community Radio. You can find out when your favorite show is on. You can find out when your favorite show is being re-aired. I believe this one is re-aired at 1 a.m. on Wednesdays. Uh, so we are keeping the truckers awake as they drive through St. Paul. Uh, you can also download the WFNU app. It's free. It's in your Apple App Store. It's in your Google Play Store. You can catch us all over the world because that's how the Internet works. And you can also listen to this show or any of your other favorite shows on demand for two weeks. So we have a couple episodes up right now. This one will be up after this show is over, and uh, it'll be available for two weeks. Um, but if you can't uh, catch it in two weeks, it'll always be available via podcast, which is available on, I think the last count was about 14 different platforms. So we are taking the podcasting world by storm as well. Cool. Yeah. So, and, you know, we were talking, let's get into the charts conversation we were having. So we announced last week this show has... Uh, arrived in Pakistan, which we are very proud of. Uh, we were uh, at number 12, um, and uh, this week uh, we dropped to 93, but we are back up to 91. So, And I'm not on the charts at all in Pakistan. <laughs> you will to be. My yes, to my knowledge. Yes, you will be. They're going to listen to your music today, 
and they're going to run right out there and they're going to help you on uh, Apple Music. Ooh, can't wait. Yeah. So, um, and then we're still trying to take the rest of the countries that start with P by storm. So that's our our goal is to take them down one at a time. So we have Peru, Peru. Pakistan, and then the Philippines. I'm hoping is next. So. Papua New True, Guinea. True, now I'm blanking with, <laughs> I'm blanking on P, you know, P starting words. When I was uh, thinking about that, I was like, okay, well, we took all of them. And I was like, oh, wait, I better Google how many countries start with the letter P. And there's like eight others, so. Oh, Paraguay. Yep. We're not even close. So Sad. we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Um, and then we'll take on other letters of the alphabet after that. So, all right, Mary, let's get to know you Um before we play some of your music, we have three songs off your new album, Golden Girl. Like I said, it was released in June, um, and you had a, a release show in August, right? Just a couple weeks ago? Yes, just a couple weeks ago. How did that show go, and where was it at? It was great. It was at the Aster Cafe, and um, I had my full album band there, Ryan Smith, Mark Wade, and my son, Jack Strand, and, um, and it's always great playing with them, and a nice crowd. It was just a really fun night. Nice. Uh, is your son a uh, permanent member of the band? Of the album band, yes. Okay. But I have another band, you know, for my regular local band that we uh, play covers, covers and some originals. Okay. And so he's he used to be in that, um, but he decided to move on to other things. So he's playing in a few other in a few other bands right now, but he's definitely on the album. Okay. Awesome. Um, the Aster Cafe is a uh they're very uh supportive of local music very much uh, yeah uh how did you get hooked up with that venue as you, for your your release show well to be honest um ryan smith is uh is the one in charge of booking for me okay um ryan and mark are my two guitar teachers actually and ryan is also with soul asylum and the melismatics uh band and Mark is with the Melismatics and the Mood Swings, and so they have far more connections than I do. <laughs> and so uh, Ryan worked those connections. Were they um, the reason you you recorded an album, um, or what made you decide that you were going to start recording? Because you're a lawyer and a yes. novelist, yes, and now a musician, yes. Kind of a, a weird and an juxtaposition, athlete, and an athlete. Yeah. So there, so you got four. Under yeah, your belt four, there. four main ones. Yeah, so how do you go from one to the other to the other to the other? Um, I did that when I was practicing law, too. I went okay. from um, <laughs> tax and corporate to securities, uh, so I, I, I like doing a lot of different things. Um, I, my kids were taking, um, about 10 years ago, my kids were taking music lessons. My son was taking drums, my daughter was taking piano, and, and I was writing a book, um, a, uh, a teenage series with a basement band as one of the things going on throughout the series. Okay. And so in the fourth book in the series, I was starting to write it, and I realized that that girl needed to learn to play guitar. And I had no idea how to play. I had no idea what lessons would be like. So I took lessons back then. Um, and I did that for a few years, and then I thought that I was I was too uh, stretched in too many directions as as frankly, I always am. Right. And so I stopped. And then a few years after that, a friend said that she was doing bands at Twin Town Guitars. Um, they offer a band opportunity every uh, four times a year. 
And she asked if I wanted to do it, and I said, absolutely not. And, <laughs> and so the next time she saw me, she asked again. I said, no. And and so she kept asking. I think it took her three or four tries. Um, and then I said, yes. So that was 2016, and I just started playing in bands. Couldn't sing and play at the same time at sure. that point. And I just kept moving along with um, Ryan and Mark teach very differently, but they're taken together they're they're great and they just um fill a lot of um you know gaps for me and a few years ago one thing i do every year is to do a list of 100 goals for the year okay. um, writing music life you know learn to make a perfect cosmo that's on my list this year <laughs> and um so i showed um ryan my list of of music goals on that list and one of them was record a song as simple as that and he said, no, let's record an album. <laughs> so, you can't tell a musician you just want to do one right, song. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we went we went all the way with the album. Oh, nice. Now, that obviously wasn't on your list. So how much more time and energy did that entail? To, it, took, it took a lot. Yeah. <laughs> actually. Um, and I knew, I knew nothing um, about recording, um, you know, about being able to just nail a, a vocal part, nail a guitar part. So the first few songs took longer than they did after that. I mean, by the time we were getting close to the end, it would be a one-day thing. And in the beginning, it took more time. But in a way, I think that was actually great because it gave me more time to get better before I before I finished. And it right. gave me more time to write more songs, too. So some of the songs on the album were written a year after we started, almost a year after we started the album. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long did it take from that day that he said, let's record the album, to I think you released it, it in June? I think it was a year and a half of recording, and we finished recording in April, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah from April to, so April of this year? Of this year, yeah. Okay, so April to June, that's a kind of a quick turnaround as far as, like... Yeah, it could have been March, but it was uh, March, April, it was yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. So did you have music that you had written, uh, songs that you had written, like, from years past? Or is this, like, okay, we're doing an album. I better get some music written. No, I did have I did have songs written, but I, but I kept writing while I was doing it. I'm in this group on Facebook called the Singer-Songwriter Songwriting Challenge. Um, quite a mouthful. And um, I joined that in the beginning of 2020. And if you stick to the – do all the prompts that they give you, you do – 20 songs a year mm-hmm. so um i started 2020 with maybe five songs i'd ever written and then i added another 20 every year yeah that group has come up on this show a couple of times i'll bet it has yeah so i know you're in it uh sarah morris has brought it up and yes. uh doyle turner is in that group so yes, another friend <laughs> yeah so that sounds like a pretty pretty cool group where they give you a prompt and then you write a song that the may song. or may not be related to right, the prompt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's a song you just want everybody to hear and know, say, right? yes, this is what I got I off have of done that, that I've done that a couple times. <laughs> it's too good not to share, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like you've got like that creator's artist mind where you're into a lot of different things, but it's creative. And so that keeps your keeps you going. Um, and I think a lot of musicians and artists, I've got that brain too, where I'm into a lot of different things. Cause I got to, I don't know if it's like an ADHD thing or OCD thing or what it is, but it's like, I got to keep making something, creating something. True. And, but I had a, 
I have a lawyer brain too. So I was actually, um, when I went from law to writing novels, I thought at first, how can I take this left brain and turn it into a, a right-brained creative person? And it turned out to be no problem. But I, I try not to cross the two. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm super creative, but also... Um, also love that little left brain of mine. Right. <laughs> so are we going to get a novel about a lawyer who turns musician? Um, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> you've, you've got the experience. I'm actually thinking that I've got something like that. Um, hmm. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. They could come busting in late for a case and tell the judge, sorry, I was busy. You I might had have a, just I, given me my next book. I had a harmony stuck in my head. I had to get it out. True. <laughs> I yeah, just I think take it and run with. There's your prompt. I should yeah. start a writer's prompt. I bet there's like oh. four or five of them on Facebook. Already. Yeah, you can't bang out a book yeah. in, a, in a week. <laughs> short stories. We'll call them short sure. stories. Okay. <laughs> All right. The time is now nine fifty-eight. Uh, you're listening to the nine forty-five show on Frogtown Community Radio, WFNULP ninety-four point one FM in Saint Paul. Uh, I am your host, Mike Rez. And we have Mary Strand in studio this morning. We're talking about uh, a lot of different things uh, already. So if you missed any part of the show, the first 15 minutes, you missed a whole lot. So I would go back and listen to it on demand or on the podcast. So Drop everything and go do that. That's right. Thanks, Mary. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to, to record some videos for me to tell people to do that. So especially my Happy friends. Too. Yeah. Got to tell my friends to start listening to the show and my brothers <laughs> yeah we uh it's kind of funny when like when you start recording things and putting it out there you think your friends and family will be your biggest supporters and a lot of times it turns out to be complete strangers you've never met on the internet so very much so yeah so it's just uh the way of the world so um now i teased a little bit about talking about um charts and things um and you had posted this morning uh on your facebook page uh mary strain music um, about some charts that uh, you got on uh, this week um, out on the East Coast. Um, and then you were starting to tell me about all the charts you've gotten on worldwide. Yeah. is How cool is that for someone who just wanted to write a song, ended up recording an entire album, and now you're charting it across is, the world? It's crazy cool. It's just um, it's not something you think will ever happen at all. Right. And then suddenly it happens and they're telling you that you're on the air in Norway and Sweden and Spain and France and UK. I'm in the, on a lot of charts in the UK. Um, and then uh, and then Iowa and Wisconsin. It's it's just fun. Yeah. It's, you, you go from the UK and the Midwest, East Coast, West Coast, everywhere in between, as they say. Yeah. So Texas. Texas loves me. I don't know why. but <laughs> You're doing something right. Something. I mean, if you got all these Hopefully people, it's the songs. yeah, as long as all these people are listening and you keep charting, you, you know, you're doing something that you were probably meant to be doing. So. I should knock on a whole lot of wood. Right. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of laminate around here. Some sheetrock and whatever this fake granite stuff is on the window. So <laughs> it looks good. Yeah. It looks great. Um, did you come from a musical family or were your kids the first ones that really picked up instruments to learn? Um, one of my brothers was into music. Um, I swear he was the biggest Bob Dylan fan on the face of the earth. Um, I think he owned, at one point he said that he owned, I think, every Bob Dylan official release and bootleg. 
Oh, wow. I don't know how that's even possible to say you own all the bootlegs, but <laughs> there you have it. Right. Um, but no, it didn't really come from my family. My mom was really into music. Uh, I grew up listening to Benny Goodman and Ella Fitzgerald and, um, and you know, all of those. And uh, loved music growing up. I was the usual groupie when I was in college listening to bands, but I didn't do anything with it. I, I played sports. And um, so I say now that I wasted my youth playing all these sports, but actually it wasn't a waste at <laughs> right. all. Right. So then my my kids got into it. We bought, um, we bought the the game um, Garage Band. You know the video oh, sure. console thing on the TV, and um, and I was decent on drums, but my son, the minute he touched drumsticks, it was just um, I'd seen enough musicians to know that he was a drummer. So he, we immediately got him a drum kit instead of starting with a snare, like a lot of drummers will, or a practice pad, um, right. got him a whole drum kit. And then um, my daughter wanted to do piano. That didn't stick. She did that for a few years. I did piano for a few years when I was a kid, but I wanted to be playing sports. Sure. So I got out of it as quickly as I could. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. What... Um what was the uh, the budget for earplugs for the drum set? <laughs> we had a drum kit too for a little while. Uh, one of my kids thought they wanted to start playing drums, and just I, was like not not a good time for my ears at that <laughs> that point. Um, we often weren't in the same room with him. Although I I put the drum kit in the living room, and my husband said, "Really? Why not, <laughs> why not the basement?" And but we have a piano in the room right next to our living room, and I said, well, this should really be kind of a music thing. Right. Um, I just said to my son, um, not before 7 a.m. and not after 10 p.m., and he followed that, and it was great. Good, yeah, Now and now he's playing yeah. music on your on your album. So. Yes. And is he, is he gone more into the the music side, too? Is, I mean, is he, he's obviously playing drums, and it's, I think you said he's playing guitar, or is he just uh, drums? Mostly drums. He, okay. Uh, he's toying with bass. Okay. Uh, he did take a little guitar when he was a kid. That didn't stick, really. Uh, not that I know of. Sure. Um, he just likes music. He started as a jazz major in college, but after a year and a half, he decided um, for various reasons that he just didn't want to do that. Um, so he switched to Spanish. Okay. It's about the but same. He kept, yeah, very similar. <laughs> well, you think like jazz has got like a lot of that improv complicated you very know, much yeah timing and and spanish and, or learning any language really is complicated and True. has different timing and <laughs> yeah so if you can adapt to one i'm sure you can adapt to another and so, he does very well yeah sounds like he's really into like the like setting the rhythm of a of a song if he's got drums and he's got the bass you yes it's kind of like he the, loves that yeah i remember when we were um when we were recording alexa please one of the songs on the album um he came up with a drum beat for it that sounded like horses galloping, but it had an incredible, um, just an incredible beat to it that we could all really groove to. And in the recording studio, when he finished the first take, we um, we all said, whatever it is that you're doing, keep doing that. <laughs> so, so he did, but he, he loves doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. seems like with drumming too, it's like there's there's a lot of, you know, just keep the beat. If you got improv, you can you can hide that a little bit more. True. Um, uh, as opposed to like playing lead guitar um, or singing, you know, something yeah. like if you miss something, it's a little more obvious. Oh um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't, a lot of like, like the great vocalists, you know, they can hide it a little bit. And then afterwards they're like, oh, I totally screwed up on that third verse. And it's like, really? I didn't catch it at all. So I remember watching, I was doing a, um, an Eagles, tri- Eagles tribute band. And so I was watching um, the long video that the uh, documentary that the Eagles did and they showed concert footage and I was doing um, uh, a Glenn Fry song and he was, and he was playing it. So I was watching him do it. And he, on the third verse, he screwed up, and he and he sang from the first verse. Oh, okay. And um, as he was doing it, he turned to his left and just grinned at the lead guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what was happening, but no one else would would really notice that. I only knew because I absolutely had to know those verses right then. Right. Yeah. We're like, well, this isn't what's going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But see, and then you can do the same thing and be like, well, Glenn Fry did it. So true. I did it. True. <laughs> it worked for him. It's going to work for me. <laughs> so how many, uh, how many other bands have you been in? Like you're talking about your cover bands. How many? Oh, I did a bunch of, I did a bunch of Twin Town bands. So that was starting in 2016. Um, at first I did, I think three a year. Um, I even did one this summer, um, just for fun, although I was way too busy to be doing it. Um, so I'd say that I've done maybe 15 of those. Okay. Um, but I love the, sometimes they're, they're just cover bands and sometimes they'll, they'll pick, um, you know, someone to be a tribute of. So I've done Eagles, um, Juanes from, uh, Colombia, um, the Cure, the Beach Boys, you know, stuff like that. Just really fun stuff. Right. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I would really be into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, would you ever want to play at the State Fair? We got the State Fair going on. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. Um, any particular stage or just any stage? Any stage that would take me. <laughs> Grandstand it is then. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. No problem. So, if you could open for anybody, uh, who would it be? Wow. Um, wow. Um, that is a really hard question. <laughs> like who are some of your favorite, how about who are some of your favorite bands or groups or musicians? In Minneapolis or generally? In general. It really changes for me. I, I love, um, I love the Pretenders. I, I love, uh, you know, they're not all around still, but, um, the Cure, The Clash, The Ramones, um, you know, music like that. In Minneapolis, um, Ryan and Mark, my two teachers, are both in the Melismatics, which doesn't play much because Ryan's busy with Soul Asylum. Mm-hmm. But um, I would kill to open for them, actually. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I like I like uh, Spanish music. My daughter has gotten me into more, you know, younger female sounds, um, both English and Spanish and um, she actually burned a mixtape for me, or had Electric Fetus do it, um, that was just filled with what I would call young female empowerment songs. So Olivia Rodrigo, um, Taylor Swift, of course, mm-hmm. um, Lord, things like that. So okay. I like to just uh, stay current and listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah. It sounds like you got to keep up with the, what the newer stuff, like the stuff you probably wouldn't listen to. True. Um, just to see what the styles that are hitting it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I agree. And that's one great thing about having kids who are who love music, because they will they will definitely show it to me. Right. Yeah. And I remember I was laughing at my parents when we were kids. You know, when they were like 
telling us that we, you know, they were out of touch with the music. You're like, how can you be out of touch with this? Well, now, you know, I have kids and you have kids and yeah. they're listening to stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> it's like, you are not listening to good music. <laughs> True. But I remember the day that my son, I think he was about 13, 14 at the time, he discovered the Eagles and he discovered oh, sure. their, their album, Hotel California. And he didn't understand how I could already know the words to that song. <laughs> yeah, it's like when my oldest discovered Cinderella. Yes. You know, he's like, how do you know this song? <laughs> well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I helped her write it. Right. <laughs> or helped them write it. Yeah, it was a, a time back when the 80s hair bands were the thing. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. You're going to love them. Just wait till you get into like Motley Crue and Rat. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. So, um, being a, a lawyer and a novelist, how has uh, that influenced or helped you write music? Um, I don't know how much being a lawyer helped me write, except that I was, um, you know, a good writer as a lawyer. Um, but being a novelist really helps because I'm telling stories, and in a song, I'm just telling a much, much shorter story. So, um, lyrics are easy for me. Um, but, you know, everyone, I look at so many people who guitar or the the music part of the song is easier and i i wish i were them but i know some of them say oh i wish i could write lyrics as quickly as you do so it definitely helped with the lyrics right yeah i bet did it seem like at one point was it like oh this is easy why doesn't more people do this <laughs> and then they're like wait a minute <laughs> you can't say that out loud right they get, yeah they get really mad <laughs> yeah well i mean i think you know it also like you said it helps being a novelist you're used to oh, telling stories much. yeah um it, I take it doesn't sound like it was difficult going from novelist to music because, like you said, it is a shorter story, like a two and a half, three and a half minute story versus a two hundred page or four hundred four hundred page, page story. Story, yeah. And I'm still a novelist, so I'm still writing those stories, although I'm I've been steeped in music a lot in the last year. Um, but for instance, I have a book deadline on Tuesday. Oh, huh. <laughs> and you're taking time to talk to us. Yeah, so. but I'll be back at my desk <laughs> in a couple hours. <laughs> So have you ever thought of doing, so now this is going to be a good question. <laughs> the interviewer is telling you it's going to be a good question. So you, you you write a novel and then you write a soundtrack to that novel. I have thought about that. Okay, good. Yes. Um, I did a, so the the series that made me take guitar uh, is called the, um, the Bennett Sisters. It's a modern collision with Pride and Prejudice. So... Um, so four books, and all four of them were about music, although they were all cover songs. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it wasn't any original stuff. But since I've been writing music, I have thought about that, about having a, a book where there's music, you know, either the lyrics are in, this, are in the book or soundtrack, you know, anything like that. It hasn't happened yet, but thinking about it. Yeah, there you go. You can sell the soundtrack with the book. Yes, Oh, man. More merch opportunities. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> and that's what it's all about, really. Merch. <laughs> it's merch. <laughs> yes. Do you have a lot of merch? I I love the word merch. My wife hates the word merch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I try to say it as much as I can. Hopefully she's listening and cringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. Right. <laughs> Do you have, like, a lot of T-shirts and CDs and all that stuff? I, I don't yet. Um, I have CDs, definitely. We have um, super cute coasters that um that ryan made because ryan just kind of does everything um we talked about t-shirts but it just felt like people don't know me well enough to 
wear a t-shirt with my name on it yet. Sure. Um, so I've done little stuff like that. We're actually coming out with vinyl for the album. Oh, very nice. This fall. Great. Um, I think October, probably, it'll be ready. Okay. So that'll be a big, big merch item. Is there still a big delay with vinyl? It's gotten much smaller. Good. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. And it was like almost two years at one point. So. Um, for me, once it was it was all set up, I think they said it would be about 12 weeks. Okay. So, Good. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot better. Yes. So, yeah, I think um, the more artists that do vinyl the more I can get on board with them because I love vinyl. <laughs> so, Well, if you go to record stores, they want vinyl. Yeah, definitely. that's true. Yeah, it's like it's the big thing. The other terrible thing, uh, the terrible side of that is that these companies that make the turntables are spitting them out as fast as they can. They're cheap and they break down pretty quick. So, And I bought one of those. Yeah. Yes. So we've bought two of those so far. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So you gotta, they got to start making them more durable like they were. we got to get the big TV console. Again, where the TV was in the middle, the radio was on right. the left, and the turntable was on the right. I had a great turntable, and I hadn't played it in like a couple of years. And so when I got the um, the proof copies of the vinyl, I went to play it on that and discovered that somehow in the last two years it, it broke. So I went out and bought, yes, one of those quickly made and cheap <laughs> turntables. So right. How did I, your, I need to fix that. Yeah, how did your music sound on that? Really cool. Good. Um, when we're recording... Um, we we will listen to how it comes out of two different speakers, but when you're oh, yep. just listening on the radio or, or or you know to a CD or something, I don't really hear that. I'm I'm sure there maybe are people who can, but when you're listening to the vinyl, you just hear the different the different speakers very much, and it just sounds really cool. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. You get the left and the right. Yeah, you don't think about it until you get the vinyl, and then you're like, oh. Exactly. They recorded it on a left track and a right track. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and that's usually like the best way to do it. Because uh, then when it comes oh, out, great. it sounds yes. sounds like one. But you can hear like a lot of the classic rock albums, even like the non-remastered albums. Um, and even on the CDs, you can hear certain instruments coming out of the left or the right in your car. Yeah, we so. did that very intentionally. Or I should say Ryan. Ryan did much of that. Yeah, I think that's a cool detail that... Uh, we all just kind of forgot about. Yeah, so, I had no idea. Yeah, until you hear it again, then you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> all right, uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, about the album Golden Girl now. Uh, after all, that is why you are here. Um, the theme of the album is love when it works and when it doesn't. Uh, what are some of the examples uh, that you were able to capture for this album of that? Um, every song is actually quite different that way actually different in many ways but um so some would be um let's see golden girl itself is kind of a i'd call it a, a me too type song not not horribly me too but it's where a um a guy meets a woman on a flight over the atlantic so it's a long flight and he develops this major crush and he's already thinking about baby names and you know everything like that and at the end of the flight she walks off the plane without another word um so it's just this big um, yeah what is this building to (laughs) nothing absolutely nothing um and then there are you know breakup songs and songs about you're not broken up but you're thinking about it thinking about what you want to do um sarah morrison i wrote a song uh on the album that is uh, about a, is clearly a love that's, that you cherish and that you have fond memories of, 
but maybe it's not perfect right now, and it's just kind of asking the question, what can we do to fix it? So it's really all over the map. Yeah, it, the the different sounds that you have on the album reflect that. You know, it's yes. kind of, it's everywhere and it in is. between. But it's not like it's everywhere in a bad way where you're going, oh, where is this going now? Yeah, you know? like I said, we were very intentional. Um, we also, once, I didn't write the songs with... Um, usually with bands in mind or um, I'm always thinking a little bit of Joan Jett, I will admit. Um, and on one of the songs, Kiss Me at Midnight, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about the Beach Boys because I was in South Beach um, on a winter escape and there were, you know, palm trees and, um, you know, Cuban cigars and things like that. So I, I was thinking about, you know, like a Kokomo type thing. But um, when we, when we, when I would play the songs, um, I would initially play it for Ryan because he and I recorded together. And, and then he'd say, what do you think that sounds like? And we'd just talk about that. So on one, we were thinking, oh, that sounds like the Ramones. So let's, if it's the Ramones, let's really, let's really make it the Ramones and, and just um, kind of double down on what I was doing. Um, I'm trying to think of what they, they all had a different sound to them. And, uh, and I loved that. Now, when Ryan was asking you that, was he like trying to quiz you? Because did, did he hear something in those songs, and was he trying to make sure you two were on the same page, or, um, we, or just we easily to make land it... on the same page? Okay, I will say that. But he his music knowledge is greater than mine, and mm-hmm. so he is more likely to come up with a sound that I hadn't thought of. Although when he would say it, I'd say, "Oh yeah," and um, and sometimes if I hadn't heard of it, like I didn't, for instance, um, act as if. Um, when I was when we were playing it, I was thinking that thing you do, the movie, and then the song oh, right. from it. Yep. Um, but he also said that it sounded like the the muffs or the laws, and I said, well, "Who's that?" And <laughs> so then he played their music, and I recognized it. I just I don't always know you know who the bands are. Right. So um, so we just uh, like I said before, we doubled down on it and um, and made sure that we were catching some of the some of the things that they were putting into their songs uh, very intentionally. Yeah, I think that it's going to be, for me, it'd be fun, but also intimidating to have somebody like Ryan helping me out because of the knowledge and everything he knows. And then you have, like, you bring in what you think you know. Yeah, my legal skills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and you're like, oh, I see it going this way. And then they're like, well, let's you know listen to this part this way and then see what you think and if there's something we can change we will and you know he's not intimidating he knows so much it's incredible um mark too mark just helped in very different ways he often helped me bring the song to where exactly where i wanted it to go um in in melody in in words even well he wouldn't he would only say that my words could get better he knew that i could write it right it could be better on that bridge (laughs) so he'd send me away but um they both respected that if I wanted to do it a different way, that we went with that. Right. But um, I'm totally open to people's advice, and it was just a it was a collaboration, really, very yeah. much. Good. That's awesome to hear. A good experience for your first album. Oh, it was super. So, yeah. Well, let's uh, listen to some songs off of the album. Um, and uh, but before we get to that, uh, tell us where you're at on social media and the internet. Where can the listeners find you? Um. Facebook, like you said, I'm Mary Strand Music. Instagram, not surprisingly, I'm Mary Strand Music. Um, 
I'm on Twitter, but I don't really do that much on Twitter. So I think most people, I mean, I'm Mary underscore Strand on Twitter. Um, but I think it's mostly um, mostly Facebook and Instagram. Um, I've, if you go to my Instagram and I think my Facebook page, it'll connect you to a Linktree um, site that, okay. that can take people easily. So that'll connect you to you know, Spotify and Bandcamp and Apple and all those things, and my website, marystrand.com. Right. And then, as always, uh, we suggest that you buy Mary's music on Bandcamp and then stream it everywhere else. That would be super, yes. So, um, And like we've said before, Bandcamp is one of the best platforms out there for uh, independent music and musicians. Uh, most of the money that you spend on Bandcamp goes to the musicians. And if you missed Bandcamp Friday yesterday, well, you missed it. Now you're going to have to wait till True. till next month. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, so let's listen to three songs. Uh, we have Act As If, uh, Stay For Breakfast, and I Don't Want To Be Your Yesterday. And when we come back, Mary's going to do the weather, and it's going to be wait. awesome. <laughs> you're listening to the 945 Show on Frogtown Community Radio.
Always at the crack of dawn Senses alive to the morning mist You twirl me on the front lawn And oh how we kissed I recall two tangled hearts I remember white cotton sheets Hours lost to the midday heat It all feels impossibly sweet That was I Don't Want to Be Your Yesterday. Before that, we heard uh, Stay for Breakfast. And starting off that set was Act As If. All three of those songs uh, are from my guest's debut album, Golden Girl. And that was Mary Strand. And on that uh, particular track we just heard, I Don't Want to Be Your Yesterday, Sarah Morris also joined you on that one. Yes, and we co-wrote it. Co-wrote and featured on it. That's awesome. Sarah's a really cool person uh to know she's amazing yeah she's like we has she have you been in her bathroom yet have you done yes, one of, oh twice. you have Ooh, look at you well, well i was in it when we wrote it because we did it for the singer songwriter challenge and um when you do that you video yourself playing the song that you wrote and okay. if, if possible when you do a co-write you get together and record that together so we we did that in her big green bathroom nice and then um a few months ago, uh, Ryan and I were on her her show um, singing a Beach Boys song and um, talking about world domination of music. Nice. Because that's what I think of Ryan, <laughs> just world domination. Yeah, and why wouldn't you talk about that in a big green bathroom? Right, exactly. I mean, it's toilet tunes, right? Everything is Toilet tunes, yeah. Everything is on the table. Yeah. When you're in the toilet, so. <laughs> have you, you haven't been in the big green bathroom? I have not, no. Um... I should. You should. Sarah, if you're listening, please invite me to your bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Which is a sentence I never thought I would ever <laughs> utter, but uh, there we go. Um, all right, so tell me a little bit about each song. I know we just talked about, you talked about uh, I Don't Want to Be Here Yesterday, uh, just before we heard it, um, but Act As If and Stay for Breakfast, what are those songs about or what are the themes for those? Um Act As If is the rare for me song that I woke up one morning with the chorus in my head, and that that really does not happen to me. (laughs) Um, But the day before I wrote it, um, a friend was talking to me about um, just the subject of, you know, becoming who you want to be and getting to where you want to go. And he said that his mom had always told him, act as if 
you already are where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I just had those words act as if in my brain it came out differently in the song, but that was definitely how that worked. Um, on that song, we have a uh, double chorus at the end, and the last chorus we took off all the instruments and we just went a cappella. And it was Ryan, Mark, and me, and we did a total of about 20 tracks. So it sounds like a choir sure. at the end. So we had a, an absolute blast doing that. Um, stay for breakfast. Um, we were, again, when we were trying to figure out, oh, what does this sound like or what does this remind us of, we were thinking replacements. And because um, I love you know Minnesota music as much as I can, or, or here as much as I can. And um, so Ryan started playing keyboard. In fact, on the uh, there's a solo in the middle of it, and I had already recorded my guitar, and so had Ryan. And then when we heard his keyboard, we stripped out all the we left the bass in, but we stripped out all the guitars and just let his <laughs> keyboard go go crazy. Um, that was a super fun song. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of like a take me to church moment, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Put that keyboard in there. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, the time of the show. If I can get my mouse on screen. Where is my mouse? You know what, we'll do it this way. Uh, I got this uh, great inexpensive mouse that doesn't always work it's on my laptop. It's very pretty. It is pretty. It just doesn't always want to work. Okay, so now here we go. It is now the time of the show uh, that everybody was waiting for, and we do have an opening for this, Mary, so just hold on one moment. It is now time for the WFNULP Out the Window Weather Report. <laughs> so the music actually puts a lot of unneeded pressure on you. It did. Um, <laughs> and, I'm uh, quaking right now. Yeah, so, um, and also I don't want to put this pressure on you, but we did have uh, one person, Eli Gardner, write a poem about the weather the night before. Um, and I don't know if you put that much effort into it, but... I didn't. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> uh, without further ado, I will let you deliver the out the window weather report. Well, now I feel pretty deflated about this. It is a gorgeous day outside, um, and at State Fair, which is great for everyone there. It'll get hotter, I know. But the sky is a pretty blue, a little bit hazy in the distance. The parking lot below has maybe two cars in it. Three. Um so there's not a whole lot going on outside the window other than just looking out at a pretty blue sky. Yes, and I can vouch that there are three cars. It looks like two of them are learning how to drive. Uh, we had the parallel parking practice again three weeks in it's a, a row. Bummer to miss that. I know. I uh, I really hope that uh, that that driver scores really high on the parallel parking and doesn't hit anyone. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that was uh, we're we're hoping for a fourth week next week for parallel parking. We'll see what happens. Um, as far as your traffic report around the state fair, uh, since I live around there, I can tell you uh, if you're not there by now, you're going to be driving around looking for a parking spot or paying to park on someone's lawn because it is was very hectic. Um, the state fair has turned into weekend chaos because a lot of the schools around here now start earlier. And so the families that would have gone during the week now wait till the weekend. Um, And yeah, it's just utter chaos up there. (laughs) It was this morning. It will be all day. I'm looking forward to going home, parking, and not leaving. 
<laughs> today. So, uh, But for the rest of your forecast today, it's going to be sunny and hot, like Mary said. It's high near 96. Don't hesitate to hydrate today. Uh, be mostly clear tonight with the low around 77. Tomorrow, sunny and hot. It, it's going to be a high near 100. That's going to be hot. Uh, and a very hot day at the fair. Mostly clear tomorrow night, low around 75. For Labor Day, it will be sunny, hot, 98 degrees, but it will be breezy, uh, 10 to 20 mile per hour wind, gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Uh, so the dust will be flying since there's no rain in the forecast between now and Monday. It will dry out and get pretty dusty. Uh, so watch out for your eyes and uh, expect to get some dirt in your eyes. Uh, while you're out there. Uh, Tuesday, 20% chance of rain. Wednesday, another 20% chance of rain. Thursday, sunny with a high near 78. Friday, mostly sunny with a high of 81. Currently in Frogtown, it is 77 degrees. Have you been to the State Fair yet, Mary? Once so far. I went to see um, Randy Carlisle. Oh. And she and Winona Judge, although she said Winona Judge, I had no idea. Uh, she was great too. She was her opening act. Nice. And my wife was there too. Did you see her? No. Oh. I mean, I might have <laughs> actually. Yeah, I heard that was a, a really great show, and really uh, good. Brandy Carlisle brought out uh, her niece and nephew. Yes. Um, and uh, my wife got a video of that. They harmonized really well. Oh yeah. So that was very awesome. We tried to get an interview with Brandy Carlisle uh, on the show, and uh, but we're rebuffed. Yeah, it's tough to get grandstand show interviews um although the interesting thing is that she her niece and nephew had some gig somewhere i think in northeast and uh the word on the street was that she was going to be listening to them at you know some little bar i don't know oh, it was. Sure. and then a few days earlier she played in brainerd either brainerd or bemidji some friends of mine went to that okay and she did the same thing they played some gig at some little like cafe or something and she nice. was there yeah i hear i think her brother's from lives in northern or okay that makes nephew. sense yeah they, she's got some family Bemidji. members up yeah. north here okay. so yeah and i think her brother is in winona's band or sings with her. yes so yes they were saying that yeah what a what a musical family that is too very right? much yeah. yeah so that's that's awesome um do you plan on going are you a multi-day state fair goer i am um, my husband is very much not. And so <laughs> I went with um, with a friend on Tuesday, but I did talk to my husband into going tomorrow. Okay. We're going to see Soul Asylum with uh, Ryan nice. in it. Um, and uh, there's a great Tom Petty tribute band that's playing, but they're playing at the same time. Oh, um, okay. So I'll miss that. But I don't think I can handle two days, especially with a book deadline on Tuesday. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the... Uh I think Soul Asylum's at the Liney's Band Show, correct? Yes, I think that's right. And it's free if anybody is. Just get there early, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like my wife went the fir- the second day of the fair and saw the Bacon Brothers. Oh, that'd and that be good. she said that was packed. Yeah. So uh, we went and saw Boys to Men and Shaka Khan uh, at the grandstand last Sunday. Um, which was kind of funny because two years ago, Boys to Men was playing at the Liney's Band Shell for free. <laughs> so, well, that's how it all changes. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, and then opening on that show, so None Above is a local group. Uh, they're uh, siblings, brothers and sisters, okay. and they play funk. So they were on, I think they were on America's Got Talent. Oh. Um, and then they've been playing around the city. Last year they played at the 
um, I think it's the West End Market stage. Okay. Sure. And then this year they opened up for Shaka Khan and, <laughs> and Boys to Men. So what's their name again? None above. N U N N above all one word okay so cool yeah so i mean that was i mean talk about going from one stage to another stage exactly yeah wow <laughs> so and i shaka khan and boys Man had nothing but great things to say about them oh, during nice. the show mm-hmm. so i was like oh man this is so cool it's like i have no chance of getting them on the show now <laughs> you never know you have to keep hoping oh i know yeah yeah it was just i just think it's pretty awesome to see local musicians you know end up being on bigger stages and um that would be cool yeah so be a lot of fun but we'll see you at the fair next year i'm sure no doubt yeah so we'll get you on uh we'll get you on that west end stage i like that stage i do like that stage so that one any stage would be great yeah the bazaar is a fun stage as well yes i actually love that yeah that might be my favorite stage um and then the west end and then the lineys the lineys is just it's so big and there's yeah, so many people at that one. I agree. That it, it but I do like up. all three of those. Yeah. It's a little tougher to get a, a seat. You have to get there early or sit there half a day to get a good seat. But they do have some really good acts. Like you said, Soul Asylum. And then the Bacon Brothers were there this year. We saw um, the original Whalers oh. one year. George Clinton was there one year. Yeah. So, I mean, you do get to see some really good acts for free. They had a great lineup overall this year. Just uh, really great music. Right. Yeah, they do a really good job of they everything. Do. Yeah. Some a couple of years ago, I think the free stages were better than the grandstand acts, wow. in my opinion. So I was like, oh, none of this stuff really excites me. <laughs> so I've been there before. Although this year, I thought it was. I would have gone to more if I had more time and not a book deadline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not to dwell. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little. Do you have any other shows on your schedule where you'll be playing live that we can catch you at? Um, at the moment, I'm actually taking a little bit of a breather because I also got just got back from songwriting camp in Nashville, um, and so I'm focusing on that. But um, my band, Dodging Potholes, plays at the Driftwood once a month, and we just played there a couple days ago. We'll play there on Wednesday that I think is September 25 or 27. It's a Wednesday. Um, and I will have more. They're always on my website okay. on the uh, on the Find Me page. All right, and what's your website address? MaryStrand.com. All right, so get on board on that. Um, and then you said it was at, where's Driftwood? Where the Driftwood? Where is it? Yeah. Uh, it's at um, 44th and Nicollet in South Minneapolis. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of that venue before. They so. have music uh, almost seven nights a week, and I go there quite a bit, actually. Uh, it's a great neighborhood bar that okay. has great music. Nice. Local beer? I don't usually drink beer unless it's shandy, um, so I'm not sure about that. Okay, all right. Great food, actually. Oh, Great awesome. Um, since you're into shandies, if you go to Giggles Campfire Grill tomorrow, they have a strawberry rhubarb shandy. Ooh, it's delicious. That sounds great. Yes, you get okay. Thank you. A skewer that has a blackberry and a strawberry on it as well. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I I would highly suggest it. So, um, and then you can get some walleye cakes too. So there you go. Yeah. As long as it's not lutefisk. Right. <laughs> Sorry, people, but no. Are, no. are you a big new fare getter when you get when you go there? Because I know lutef- deep fried lutefisk or something it's is brand new brand this new year. This year? Um, yeah. Wow. Um, 
uh, I do sometimes. I mean, I love looking at that stuff, but then you know, I walk in the doors and there's always a Prado Pup stand <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and I'm usually hungry when I go because I usually didn't have you know any kind of a meal right. because I'm saving myself. And so, um, in fact, the other night, sure enough, Prado Pup, there it was. Um, I did that. And uh, actually, I ran into a friend of mine. I played high school basketball with her, and she was up. They were they have a um, cookie dough stand. Oh, sure. So that was new. I think it's new this year, unless they said. I can't remember. It's, it's recent, at least, if it's not new. Um, and then we were scrambling to get to Brandy, so we didn't do that much. So I have to make up for that tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah, you'll have to do that for sure. <laughs> yes, but no, no Ludafisk. <laughs> no Ludafisk, yes. Uh, yeah, like you said, anybody who likes Ludafisk out there who's yelling at your radio, sorry. Has issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop yelling at your radio. That's probably why you like Ludafisk. <laughs> uh, so do you have uh, other material you're working on for a second album already? Yes, we've actually already recorded one song. Um, in fact, we threw it on, uh, on Bandcamp. Uh, as a um, as a bonus song, if you bought the album, I can't remember, believe it or not, whether it's still on Bandcamp, but it should be. Um, so, but that will go on the next album, and I'm just about to start going through the songs, the the 20 new songs that I wrote this year, uh, to see what what comes of that. And um, but I have a lot of ideas right now for new songs. Sure, the uh, songs that you've already got written do are, do those follow the same theme as the first album, or are they? I hope not. Different? I mean, I just like to be different. Although, right. actually, the one that's already recorded um, could follow the, the theme of love. Um, the title of it is "Wanna Talk Dirty," <laughs> it, it, but it's about um, it's about a clean cut all American kid basically who doesn't talk dirty and you know what it would be like to actually say something and you, you really don't you still don't say anything right <laughs> um so i guess that would come under the love theme but i already had thoughts about um not that i'm really wanting to share yet because they're not crystallized um sure. about what the next album would be but i you know i don't want to do the same theme yeah again. so stay tuned everybody yes so um do you think that this time around it would be it'll be done faster because you know what you're getting into the second much time? much faster <laughs> yes now what what are some things that you've learned from the first one that you'll take into the second one um as far as like lessons you, you enjoyed learning lessons you didn't enjoy learning things you want to do different um i think it's about being really prepared before you go into the studio instead of trying to work on things in the studio um you know really having your vocals prepared really having your in my case my guitar parts prepared um that was and we learned as we went along that's how it got much faster um i would actually with jack my son playing drums he and i got together a few days before the before his recording session um to have him show me in his own studio just the two of us um how he wanted to handle a song, and then I'd give feedback, and that was that made it really fast to record. Uh, it completely changed how how fast the drums went um, because then he had it all worked out, and he still he's in charge of his own sound. But I but I did have thoughts, and and frankly, it's easier if you're my my son, and you're in the recording studio. You want to be thought of as the drummer, not as Mary Strand's son. So right. we we very much respected that boundary or i learned to actually. <laughs> yeah yeah it's always tougher for the parent 
to learn that boundary than I think the kid. Yes. The kid's like, yeah, I want to really get this wall between us. And the parent's like, no, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did pick it up pretty quickly. Maybe not quickly enough, but I did pick it up. Right. Did he call you Mary in the studio? It's weird because we'll be sending emails and um, I write, I actually write Mare on my stuff, uh, M-A-R. And, um, and I just thought, well, I'm going to just say Mare on these because it, it looks weird if I'm sending an email to Mark and Ryan and Jack saying um, Mare slash mom. Right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, that's kind of like the weird like professional, personal life clashing. Yes, right very there. much, very much. <laughs> Probably easier when you're like in lawyer mode, though, right? I mean, it's you know exactly that True. this is the way it's going to be. But True. music is fun. It's yeah, supposed to be fun. It is. So it is. It's like, oh, how do you sign these? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I I wouldn't even think about at all. I so. thought about it quite a bit, actually, <laughs> as it turned out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't think about it till it was time, and then I'd be like, oh, yeah. How do I do this? I want to sound professional, but. I also want to make sure that he right. still remembers I'm your parent. Yeah. <laughs> actually, as a lawyer, my, my joke was that um, lawyers usually sign their letters either very truly yours or sincerely. And there's maybe one other common thing. And I always said to my secretary at the time, I'm not that sincere. So <laughs> it has to be very truly yours. <laughs> I have uh, somebody where I work, they sign all theirs respectfully. Yeah. So and I was like, that's not, always like to not me, always that, feeling that either. Yeah, but to me, it's like a passive aggressive Minnesota. They're like, yeah, like you're saying it sarcastically. I always read it sarcastically in my head, even yeah. though he probably doesn't mean it that way. He's a really nice guy, but it's just like respectfully. I know. <laughs> in the book world, I say best, and I think a lot of people do that. Oh sure. But again, with lawyers, I wasn't always feeling best. Right. <laughs> so, very truly yours. Yeah, there's a lot of law talk going on here. I know, so. right? Exactly. <laughs> um, tell us about uh, your books. Where can we find your books? Um, anywhere. Uh, easiest place is always Amazon, but they're on the usual platforms. Um, you know, Apple Books, Kobo. Um, um, I'm trying to think what they all are, but they're. And you can go into a bookstore, and if they don't have them, you can they can order them. Okay. So no problem. Yeah. Uh, do you find that that's, that process as far as, like, getting a book published and getting your music published kind of the same thing? Is there, like, a clearinghouse? Like, you have your publisher, but are they the ones that are, like, in charge of getting it to everyone, just kind of like CD Baby or Disco Kid? Um, on the music I have found side? that music is much easier. Okay. Uh, books are much harder to find find your audience, find everything. Uh, with, with music, people, they do it better. Like if you want to get on the radio, there are ways of getting on the radio or getting more play on Spotify or, or Apple. Um, there are ways, and it's, it's a lot trickier. And, and the big companies like Amazon, et cetera, um, nothing against them. I mean, it's great, but, um, but it, it's hard to get through their, their clearinghouse for, for what they're looking for. So it's always been trickier. Yeah. Do you, since you're in both worlds, do you see a point where writing books and getting published becomes like music? Where, like, if I were to, like, I've experimented with writing AI songs with artificial intelligence, and then I can take that song and put it through CD Baby and they'll distribute it, you know, for 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's, do you see writing novels or books or getting your books published that way? Do you see it going that way, or do you think it'll always be kind of a little more difficult? I 
I fear it'll be more difficult. But um, but there are people who, for instance, my books. You know, you can find them anywhere. You can they're, they're paper, they're ebook, what you know, whatever you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I I actually don't have audio books yet. Okay. Um, but um, but there are people who who they just write ebooks, so they're not they're not trying to get the. Um, it takes a lot of work to get a paperback out, sure. and so they can they can treat ebooks if they're just doing ebooks more like music okay. but it's still hard to find your audience sure yeah a lot of people you know write books just like they do music right you know yeah yeah record music books music podcast you're all still fishing yeah you are trying to find your listeners right. um and they in end pakistan up in or pakistan and peru elsewhere. yes <laughs> or the uk or the uk iowa texas they love Wisconsin. me in the uk <laughs> yeah so you just gotta just keep Putting it out there, yeah, and you never know where your audience is, but you got to keep you never know putting it there so that your audience can be found, right? So it's almost like you know you get people that are really into music looking for music, and you get musicians looking for audiences. So and you're right. you're not always going to be in the same place at the same time. You just hope that one person tells the two people who tells the two people, and that's that's really how it works. And you keep trying new things. You know, you do. Music videos is one way for people to find you because, you know, they kind of get a kick out of videos. I right. know I do. Yeah. Do you do a lot of the social media quick videos like the Reels or the YouTube Shorts or TikTok or anything I'm trying like to get that? better at TikTok. Um, we did that every time we released um, a single. and um, But TikTok is not natural to me. Although I want to do a Wednesday Adams dance on TikTok. So that, <laughs> that is in my future. Nice. Um, but... Um, I will, I'll, Instagram is great um, mm-hmm. because you can just post even just a picture and then include the, the audio from one of my songs. So I do that all the time. Um, sure. So I need to get better at all that. I'm working on videos. I've got one, one official video and then a bunch of, you know, videos of me actually playing somewhere. Yeah. So it's, and also what's nice is if you make like a real, like if you intentionally make a video that's going to be a reel yes. on Instagram, that can be your TikTok as well. So. Yes, I've done that on only one, and in fact, Ryan actually shot it. it okay, was, it was it was Ryan doing. Is <laughs> Ryan does everything? Because Ryan does everything. <laughs> so it, it's nice to have someone like Ryan in your life who's yes. who's willing to help you to do that. But uh, the TikTok algorithm is probably the hardest one to break through. I mean, Twitter is pretty hard. TikTok is even harder. So, it is. That's yeah. what I've discovered. I've tried it a little bit with books too. It's just. Uh, I've had some success, but but not that I can point to and say, well, that worked, and this is why. Yeah. I'm not always sure why it works. Right, yeah. I'm the king of, like, 250 views on TikTok, <laughs> and I can't ever break 250. <laughs> now I'm wondering what my top so, is. I'm not yeah. sure. I have to go check that. All right. Well, Mary, it was fun having you on Thank you so much, today. Mike. Yeah. Um, we uh, want to tell everybody to go out. Bandcamp, Mary Strand, Golden Girl is the name of the album. Stream Mary's music everywhere. And uh, yeah, we're waiting to see how album number two turns out. I am too. Good luck with your deadline. Yeah, thanks so much. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to the 945 show. We will see you next Saturday.